1: Now we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 L.I. News Radio. And take us wherever you go with the L.I. News Radio app so you can hear Spotlight on Long Island Schools no matter where you are. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Thanks for tuning in and listening and learning about some of the programs and innovative programs. things that are being taught to our students in school districts across Long Island. And this week is no exception. We'd like to welcome back to spotlight on Long Island schools, the cold spring Harbor school district. And we're going to be talking with some students that are involved in a very important research program and cold spring Harbor recently was awarded a grant that only eight other high schools in the country received. So pretty prestigious. We're going to learn all about that. So first we want to welcome to our program, uh, One of the research teachers there called Spring Harbor, Mr. Rousep. Mr. Rousep, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Talk to us about this grant that you guys got. Pretty big deal.
2: Yeah, this is um, MIT has been running this program for 20 years, and uh, we decided this last year to get our research students involved and uh, throw something out there. Uh, The premise of the program is to identify uh, a problem within your community and then to propose some kind of solution to that problem. So we got together in the spring, we brainstormed, we discussed, and we settled on the idea that ticks were a problem in our area. And at that point, uh, MIT asked, well, you might think it's a problem, but does the community agree with you that it's a problem? So we put together a survey, the school district sent it out to every community member, and uh, we had over 250 results within one day, and about 80% of the people agreed that it was a serious problem. Uh, they either themselves had some tick-borne disease or a relative or friend or neighbor. And they also said that, yes, it affects their usage of the outdoors, of hiking, of even going to the beaches. So we thought we were on to something good. So we put the proposal together, uh, sent it in. And in June, we found out that we were one of 30 semifinalists and we received what's called the Eureka Award. At that point, we worked throughout the summer and uh, put together the final proposal. And we found out, I guess, early October-ish that we were one of the eight schools selected from throughout the country to actually get the grant and proceed with our work.
1: That's really impressive. And again, to be one of only eight high schools throughout the entire country. I mean, it would be impressive one of only eight high schools in New York State, but around the country to be selected as a finalist is very, very impressive. And we also want to welcome to the program the STEM director for Cold Spring Harbor School District, Mr. Brian Taylor. Mr. Taylor, talk to me about uh, the process and and were students involved in kind of identifying the problem and how you incorporate this and, and how did you learn about the grant to even pursue it to begin with?
3: Well, actually, um, I came in in the middle of this. Um, I started here in July. Uh, Mr. Routsip and the students had already started this process. This was a true student generated idea. I believe Milan came to Mr. Routsip with this idea of entering into the MIT Invent Team um, grant program. And then they worked through, so I came in after they had been picked as a semifinalist. Um, I worked with them. Just kind of, as Mr. have said, brainstorming, giving them some ideas about getting the local community involved. Uh, we've had, we had several students go speak to the Huntington Town Board, uh, Town Council, and they've been involved, their PR department and, you know, the Parks Department has been helping giving, you know, once we have a prototype, places for the students to um, go out and test that prototype. So this is truly a student-led and student uh, generated uh, idea. And we're very proud of our students for, you know, taking the initiative and, and getting us involved in this program.
1: That's great. And talk to us about the science research program at Cold Spring Harbor and the other STEM initiatives that you have within the district. I mean, you have a world-class lab literally in your backyard. So I know STEM has always been a high priority in that community. Talk to us about the initiatives there.
3: Well, our research program here in Cold Spring Harbor has uh, expanded. We are just recently trying to expand our research program into the social sciences. Uh, But you're right, we've had students participate with, you know, uh, research institutions all across the country NYU, Michigan, uh, the Cold Spring Harbor Lab. We really are, are focusing our efforts on having students identify what they're passionate about and then helping them find you know, mentors anywhere around the country uh, that will help them implement that passion in a, in a formal research project. So we're very excited about our research program and, um, you know, helping students identify where they want to take their, you know, passions once they leave us and move on to, you know, post-secondary life.
1: And Mr. Rousep, this is a pretty high level rigor program that students are engaged in. So uh, the students, you know, as I I would assume as a teacher, uh, you got to be up on your game because the students are going to be challenging you because of the high level rigor that they're pursuing. Correct. Oh,
2: absolutely. And uh, you try to find a team. We have 14 students on this team. And everybody brings something different to the table, different strengths. And so that's what we play off of. Uh, many of our students are very adept at uh, at computer programming, at coding, which is which is a major part of a lot of these technological projects. Uh, frankly, that's not my strong suit. Uh, when I was in high school, we didn't even have calculators. That's how old I am. So, uh, you know, we, we complement each other. They, they do certain things. We advise them on certain other aspects. And, you know, we put the whole package together. It seems like at least at the moment, we have a pretty winning formula going on here.
1: Understood. And as a gentleman who, you know, came out, Atari was about as high tech as it got with the little tabletop tennis ball mm-hmm. bouncing back and forth with the screen or a Tandy Radio Shack computer was if you were on the high end of stuff. So, yeah, I understand uh, as far as how far technology's come. We'd like to welcome to the program the 11th grader that was mentioned earlier, Julia. Julia, welcome to the Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Talk to me about how long you've been involved with the research program there at uh, Cold Spring Harbor, but more importantly, how you came about with this idea for the tick mitigation uh, program that you're researching.
4: I've actually never been involved with research. I just joined this year, but my dad contracted Lyme disease, so it kind of like sprang
1: up. Yeah, so this is a very personal issue to you, so educate the folks as far as what happens when somebody gets lyme disease because a variety of uh impacts happen some more severe than others but give us an education about lyme's disease and why this research is so important
4: um well after he got bit he was like notably weaker he wouldn't like go on his runs anymore and he was sicker but there's also the cases where it makes you allergic to meat as you mentioned so it's pretty serious
1: Right. And what have you learned about the ticks on Long Island? I know you just recently joined the research program, but you were the driving force behind this idea. What have you learned so far about the different species of ticks on Long Island?
4: Currently, we didn't have, we don't have many options because it's colder. So the only species of ticks that are active are the black
1: tick ticks. And, and what piqued your interest to join the research program this year?
4: Well, a lot of my peers do research, and like I said, I never engaged in it in ninth grade, so I thought it was a, you know, it was like an opportunity.
1: And what is different about this type of class compared to the other classes that you take at the school district?
4: It's like an, it's out, it's an outside program. Like, it's like outside of school. We meet after school.
1: And what has been the biggest surprise with your involvement? Like, you probably had an expectation as to what it was going to be going in. What's been your biggest surprise with being involved so far?
4: I think, like, the experience, the experiments, and, like, working on, like, lab quests and analyzing data and gathering data. I don't usually do that.
1: Right, and it's a close-knit team of 14 students, so are these some folks that you really didn't know before, and how has the relationship developed since you've been in
4: the program? Um, I think I knew most of them, because our school is relatively small, and I do like other clubs with them, like robotics.
1: So you're involved in robotics as well, so science and engineering is kind of in your blood, so to speak?
4: Well, yeah, I'm just tampering with those fields.
1: All right. Well, we are speaking with the folks from the Cold Spring Harbor School District, and they are the recipients of a very prestigious grant from MIT, and they're going to be trying to develop a program to help Long Island with the deer tick issue or ticks issues that folks will suffer from Lyme's disease and other things and they're going to try to come up with a solution to that problem and hopefully they will win based on their idea and their solution when we come back from the break we'll talk to some other students that are involved in the program and we'll also find out what else these students are involved in at Cold Spring Harbor you're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio and again catch us out on the web at linewsradio.com and we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio. Check us out uh, on the LI News radio app so you can take us wherever you go. Spotlight on Long Island Schools brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959, continuing our conversation with the Cold Spring Harbor School District, and in particular, students that are involved in their science research program, and they have been awarded. They're a finalist in a very prestigious grant from MIT, one of only eight schools in the entire United States to be so designated. And we were talking with Julia about this idea of bringing about a program to help mitigate the issue of ticks here on Long Island. And if you've lived on Long Island for any period of time, like Julia said, you probably know somebody that has been impacted and sometimes the impacts are mild. Some folks have Lyme's disease and they don't even know it until they get a blood test. And some folks, uh, it could be a devastating disease for them. And, you know, I know of somebody personally that uh, is really, really negatively impacted by Lyme's disease that it's affected their mobility and uh the way they live day to day it's 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 pretty devastating thing so to have a bunch of science research students from long island trying to work on this problem is very exciting to hear so we're going to welcome first uh milan he's also an 11th grader from cold spring harbor milan welcome to the spotlight on long island schools and you know the tick problem on long island right it's been around for a while but it's gotten a little worse over the last several years
5: so yes yeah um the, the tick issue on Long Island has get, been getting progressively um, worse. Uh, this is particularly linked with climate change. Um, as you know, obviously, as the, the temperature gets warmer, ticks that would traditionally only be able to survive in the, the warmer, more humid southern states are now able to move and migrate up north towards us. In particular, the Lone Star tick has uh, been becoming a, a major issue on Long Island and especially Suffolk County, where um, the county actually leads the nation in uh, cases of alpha-gal disease, which is a meat allergy caused by bites from that uh, tick, and you know, as you can you might be able to tell from the name, the Lone Star tick, it originated in the more southern U.S., but it has been coming to the uh, northeast in increasing numbers.
1: Yeah, the Lone Star tick. You think of Texas barbecue when you hear Lone Star. So hence, if you're allergic to meat afterwards and you're addicted to Texas barbecue, you're going to have an issue. Has there also been a correlation between the increase in? The- the tick population because there's been a huge increase in the deer population too and we've always heard about the deer ticks on long island has your research or has anything uh that you've come across indicate that the increase in that species population has also increased the population with the ticks
5: so uh yes yeah as um as these uh kind of like tick carriers so deer mice a lot of smaller rodents and stuff like that as their populations also increase, the tick populations do tend to fluctuate along with those as well. Um, we've been more focused on ticks uh,
1: specifically. What's been the most exciting aspect of this research project since you've been involved?
5: For me personally, I'm uh, very much so a I'm a more uh, computer science and engineering person. So for me, it's been really uh, interesting and exciting to kind of branch out into the more into uh, newer fields. At least for me, biology and chemistry and uh, to learn a lot of new things that I wouldn't have um, otherwise really been involved in.
1: Great. And what do you think your experience with the science research, I know you're only high school junior, but let's fast forward maybe 10 years from now, you know, you're going to think back and and remember a certain aspect about your involvement with this. I know you guys are close to getting your prototype out there. And then towards the end of the school year, you're going to refine it and then be presented at an end of the year celebration. Uh, What do you think is a memorable experience that you know you're going to carry with you for a long time?
5: I mean, for me, especially the science research program at this school has been like wonderful. I'm, I've loved it so much. I mean, I, my dream career is a, a scientific researcher. You know, I, I want to I ideally go on and get graduate education and, you know, kind of continue the science research for my whole life. So for me, really, this is, whole program was kind of my first introduction into that. And I really loved it. So I think I'll always look back on it fondly.
1: Yeah, so it's a great first step into what you're thinking is going to be a lifelong passion. Also want to welcome to the program, 11th grade, Ryan. Ryan, talk to us about, without giving away, because this, this grant is to spur inventions and entrepreneurs. So you are actually pursuing something that you hope will become an invention that is patented. But kind of give us what the goals of whatever you guys develop will be to help with this issue on Long Island.
0: Yeah, so our main goals are to create a non-invasive targeted tick mitigation strategy as opposed to like pesticides, which just kill like everything in their way. To try and do this, we've been looking at chemicals that only attract ticks or a few that attract ticks and mosquitoes. And that would be things like carbon dioxide. Ticks are attracted to to, like mammals' breath. And something Mr. Taylor brought up, static electricity. So we've been performing tests to try and see which one of those would be the most optimal for attracting ticks to, like, our traps. We've obviously been going through prototyping phase. We have our first, our mid-grant technical review in February. So we present our project thus far to MIT. And we have, as you mentioned before, the Eureka Fest in June, where we present our findings to the other groups.
1: So... Talk to me about what the Eureka Fest is, educate the audience on what that is, because it's a pretty cool opportunity. So tell us all about it.
0: Yes. So Eureka Fest is basically we go to MIT for four days and we stay in their dorms. We like tour the campus and we go and see what all the other groups have been doing during this couple months, what they've done with all their grant
1: money and and are you also like uh, uh, Milan said, you know, interested in science research or the sciences and biosciences and this Is this like a passion of yours as well?
0: Yeah, I'm also like more on the engineering computer science side, but I I've recently been involved in more and more like biology type research. So that it's been interesting to get like kind of back into my last biology was eighth grade mm-hmm. Regents biology. So it's been interesting getting back into that.
1: Sure, it's kind of a throwback, but so as a as, as a computer uh, engineer and, and research science and all that other, tell us what it would mean to spend four days on the campus of MIT and really getting knee-deep into the culture and the environment up there.
0: I mean, it would be a great experience for me. I really, MIT is one of the best engineering schools in the world, and it would be so cool to see their campus, see what goes on there, meet a bunch of, like, I guess professors, teachers who are there for Eureka Fest. We've already been talking with the people from Lumelst and MIT, like throughout the grant.
1: Yeah. And and how did you hear about this program at your school district and say, Hey, this is what I want to do after school, in addition to everything else I'm doing?
0: I mean, Mr. Rodsep kinda of brought it up on too. And we just thought like this is really interesting project. Might as well try and get something in there, see how we do. And then we ended up doing pretty well. So it's
1: been great. 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 Now, Julia, you had mentioned you're also involved in robotics. Talk to us about some of the other things you're involved in in your home district there.
4: I like math. So I do like math and I compete in AMC. It's like the American American Mathematics Competition. But I also do um, computer science and um, with Laura and Ryan. And yesterday I did the USACO Computer Science Competition. All
1: right. cool. All right. So, wh- what are you looking forward to when you go to MIT's campus there in June for Eureka Fest?
4: Well, kind of just getting the college-like experience feel because I feel like I'm not ready for to enter the college life like I'm mature enough.
1: But... Well, you're you're a junior. You got a whole year to grow up and everything else. Would MIT be one of those places that you'd be looking at?
4: Yeah, MIT is like the top. That's MIT fun.
1: is like the top, sure. No doubt, no doubt. Milan, what else are you involved with over there in Cold Spring Harbor?
5: Yeah, so I am um, I do a, uh, a lot of my time is spent on um, science research. I work with uh, both University of Michigan and uh, NYU I'm doing some computer science research. And then I'm also involved in our school's uh, robotics club where we compete in the uh, first robotics competition, as yep. well as a, a new engineering club we've just started where we will be competing in the uh, – National Havocs Robotics.
1: Team. All right, so I ask a lot of robotics teams this very question: Who is Cold Springs Harbor' arch rival in FIRST Robotics?
5: Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I wouldn't really say we have any one uh, one specific arch rival. You know, FIRST is a uh, pretty um they call it cooperation. so we're pretty uh, cooperative with everyone, especially on Long Island here. We have a, a lot of teams that we're very friendly with, and even if we have some teams that you know maybe come competition, there are uh, fiercest competition in the, you know, before the competition where we might be uh, Zooming with them, helping them out with some programming stuff. And then at the same time, we we've needed help from teams before solving some electrical issues. So it's really a very uh, cooperative
1: thing. Cooperative competition as opposed to our rivals. I love that. Well, listen, we've been f- speaking to the students and the staff from the Cold Spring Harbor School District. We wish you all the best on your development of your prototype regarding this tick mitigation program. And we hope to hear back from you that you guys were the selected finalists. So do stay in touch with us. You've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And again, take us anywhere with that LI News Radio app. Have a great weekend. The views and opinions expressed on this program
4: are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.